0: Good. Not too bad. Yeah. Just living life so. in the run of the world.
1: <laughs> so I'll let you introduce yourself and, uh, just kind of give like a background on, uh, your playing experience, how you got into volleyball and kind of what you're doing now.
0: Okay. Started in seventh grade. Um, I don't actually know. I mean, I always did camps and stuff, but I don't actually know why I tried out for mm-hmm. the volleyball team. I just kind of did it. Um, and I started as a setter, which now is terrifying because my hands are not good. Um, but I had the same coach from seventh grade all the way through 12th grade. Um, so and she was great. I mean, I learned a lot under her, but I really liked it because I was kind of, I mean, I was a big soccer player. So I was used to soccer, which I also loved and I miss, but volleyball was just kind of more fast paced, more fun. Mm. So I liked it. Um, again, played all the way through high school. I started club kind of late, so I didn't start till I was 16. Um, I went to kind of a small club, not the bigger club in the area, just because, at the time, really wasn't the right decision for me. Um, So I went to a smaller club and actually broke my thumb playing soccer, which (laughs) led me into being a libero because I was like, well, I can't set with a broken thumb. So I guess I'll try this libero thing out. Um, And then, so tried out for club, made it my 16th year. um, And then ever since then made, played libero, Um, I played 18s, my 17s year, and had to kind of fight for a position there. Um, I ended up getting it, which was nice. Um, And then 18s just played libero. We traveled a little bit. um, Didn't play in, like, the super local tournaments. We kind of – my coach liked to travel. So we went to a couple oddball tournaments. Um, But, yeah.
1: Okay. So, like, I know know playing with you and everything was, uh, I'll be honest, a little terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I kind of like the, 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 talk I had with Leah. Um, I, I mentioned this and it was, I, I was always nervous playing around you two yeah. because it was, it was never the like skittish part. It was just like, all right, it's like one error and you're done kind of thing. And, <laughs> you know, I was always, I don't know. You guys, you guys held me to a different standard, even as a coach. And that was awesome to feel because I yeah. have athletes do that before. Um, like where, where, and how did the whole strong mental mindset start?
0: Oof. Oh God. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think just growing up, like, Like, my parents never pushed me to do anything, but they were always like, look, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it 100%. Um, My dad was a little bit more tough on me than my mom. Um, But, like, kind of being an athletic kid, I never really had – when I was young, I didn't really face adversity where, like, I was applying. Like, I pretty much played often. Um, And so, moving into my junior year, I was like, okay, this is weird. I'm not playing. Like, what do I need to do to play? So, I think it's just – that mindset just grew from, like, I know that I'm working my butt off to get what I need and to get what I want. Um, So if the people around me aren't doing that, like, then why are you here type thing? Um, Especially being a libero, you know, like, I'm 5'4", obviously, you know that. But, like, getting recruited was a nightmare for me. Like, liberos are always picked last. I'm from the middle of nowhere, Virginia. No one knows about me. Um, So, like, I was in the gym every single day. I was lifting. I was doing some sort of thing with volleyball. Um, And like when I was getting recruited, it was like, okay, why does no one notice me? Like I'm working my butt off. And then finally when that hit and it was like, okay, I'm finally getting noticed. It's like, okay, I've done what I need to do. Like I'm not stopping now. So I think that's probably where that mentality started just from like I had to work my butt off to be here. So like if you're going to almost disrespect that, then, like, you're disrespecting me in a way, and you're disrespecting everyone else that's worked their butt off to be here, too. Yeah. Um, so I would say that. I just – I also think it's just the way that my family is, too. <laughs> <laughs> but just good,
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a great habit. And, I mean, you – I mean, at this point with, you know, whatever kids you have, you're going to basically have a D1 athlete at this point. So um, sure. anyone <laughs> – Anyone who doesn't know, um, her boyfriend played at Kings, or plays at, oh, played, correct. Yeah, played at Kings. Um, So, and was an animal from what I heard. He was.
0: I don't like to give him his credit sometimes, but he was very good.
1: (laughs) So. um,
0: Still is very good.
1: Yes. Oh, and I'm sure you guys are still playing. Oh, yeah. He plays
0: more than me. He's one of those people that sees something and if he doesn't know how to do it, he's going to know how to do it in the next week. So I actually learn a lot from him watching him coach and um, doing everything. He sees things that I couldn't even think of seeing. Um, so, but yeah.
1: but are, yeah. You, are you planning on coaching at all?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I have, I don't think I have a desire to coach college ball not because I don't think I would enjoy it. I just, the travel and the, the kind of insecurity in your job a little bit. um, It just scares me. And like, I don't want to be traveling that much, especially like not right now, but in a couple of years, starting a family and stuff. I just, I, I don't know. I think I would enjoy coaching club. Um, Right now. I don't think that's in the cards. I just, one of those things I don't really want to do. It's a lot of commitment. Definitely don't want to do high school, <laughs> but, um, not cause I don't like kids just cause of the commitment and the, I'm just not ready to commit every single day to coaching other people. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy doing private lessons. I'm doing a lot of that right now. Um, I'm helping out with a beach cro- program at my local club and I enjoy that. Um, it's a lot of kids. I really like the one-on-one work more mm. than like a super big group of kids. It's just hard to teach them what, like, I actually want to teach them. Versus, like, okay, we're gonna work on this a little bit. Here, go do this. I'd rather be like, all right, no, we're gonna work on this and we're gonna get it down.
1: Um, so I don't know.
0: It might come later. We'll see.
1: I mean, it's always nice to have a break too. I mean, yeah, yeah. hammered down for what five years, six years, long
0: time, (laughs) long time, too long. So,
1: um, what, what was it like having? Because I I referred to both you, both you and Leah, as alphas. Like, what was it like having, like, another alpha basically run, you know, the front side of your rotation and you able to run the back side? Like, how much easier, simplified did that make it for you?
0: I think it was great. I mean, I think me and her definitely butted heads at times because we were so similar. Um, And obviously, like, I came in two years into – well, I guess three years into her career um, and two years into mine. So I think for me, it was actually a little bit intimidating just because I knew she was that good. And it was like, okay, I'm coming into her program. You know, I, and so like, I kind of had to find that, where do I fit in? What's my role type thing. Um, But I think once we figured each other out, we definitely had that like level of trust where it was like, all right, you got this part. I got this part. And, and even with Sarah, you know, she was our setter, obviously, and she had been there. So her and Leah had that. I guess connection where they kind of ran things. Um, so just kind of fitting into that. But I mean, being able to have like my part and not really have to worry about the front line or, you know, the part that Sarah took just because I knew that they had it covered. Like I knew that if people weren't doing their job, they were going to get on them. Whereas like, if it was a passing thing, I could be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't think I came into that role fully until my senior year. Um, just from a confidence standpoint. um, I mean, obviously passing next to Leah is like, okay, I need to pass this ball so that she can get up there and hit this. Um, So it was definitely, I don't think I fully came into that role until I was a senior, Mm -hmm. but still being able to know like, okay, these two people have my back because they know that I'm working hard and they know that I'm doing what I can to help them. So just kind of like us three putting in that, to everyone else, like, okay, this is what we expect out of you, like, if you're not doing that, then, like, I'm sorry, but, like, we gotta fix something. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a relief not having to be like, okay, all of you aren't doing your job, even though I'm in charge of the back row, like, the front row's not doing it, like, I didn't have to worry about that. It was yeah. just, alright, we're gonna dig some balls, we're gonna play defense, we're gonna pass, and I'm gonna make sure that goes well, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't, then we need to fix something, whereas they kind of had the, you know, the offensive side, and I mean, obviously, a little bit of defensive side too, but
1: yeah, so but what i I know I know at least the time I was there with you guys and uh, got to work with you um, if anyone hasn't figured it out by now, you run a very tight shift, so <laughs> to to get someone out of a funk i mean you're you're very very blunt, which is I think great when it comes to that level because you don't you don't have that room for error. I mean, you know, you play like D three D two. It's a little different. You're playing, you know, lower conferences, but when you want to win a conference title every year, there's no there's no off time, and it doesn't yeah. matter one or two or three points. There's just no off time. Right. So, what was your like? What were your little like? I will say words of wisdom in your in the little team huddles in between plays. Like, was it anything I, mainly just like simple stuff or
0: I don't know, because I think, again, like I struggled with confidence just coming from a program where, you know, we did win conference my freshman year. I didn't really play. I played my sophomore year. Um, But the same things weren't harped on there as they were when I came into Joseph. So, like, for me, building that confidence on the things that he harped on was also me learning. But I think, you know, Joseph can be a very, very demanding coach. And which is great because he's going to get the best out of you, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I think just trying to, as a team, remind you, remind the players like, Hey, like you are that good and you can do that. But also like, we need you to do that right now. Like if you're not doing that, then like you are replaceable at this point, but like, but that doesn't mean that you're incapable of doing that. So I think that just kind of, Knowing that like we rely on those people and like we are a team that you like you do play a part in this and like you are important and we do need you, Um, especially from a coach that's a little bit more harsh, you know, he's going to be the bad guy first. Yeah. And that way we can kind of bond saying like you are important. We need you. This is what we need you to do Um, was kind of the most important thing, which I think helped a lot because we kind of bonded over Joseph being tough. And that kind of made us more of a team like, okay, here's my role. Here's what I'm doing. And here's what I need to do to contribute to the team versus I suck. What am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So like, I think everybody knew their role. So it was just a matter of like reminding them, like you are important. This is your role. Like this, we need you. Um, I I don't know. I don't really remember. I mean, yeah. I know my, adre- my adrenaline gets pretty high during games, <laughs> so it's like, ah, but but... Um.
1: But there's, I know there were, especially a couple times in practice where things got very heated, as they do in all programs, and um, it was a matter of, okay, um, are we staying in the gym, or are we going to kind of admit defeat and go home for the day? And uh, I vividly remember oh you, person... <laughs> Who kind of just got everyone's attention and said, All right, get on the floor. We're going to do this drill. And, you know, demanding, not even demanding, but kind of just harnessing that respect within a split second is something I think a lot of people realize that they can do, but they might not want to do it because they don't want to look like you said, you know, you don't want to be the bad guy. But, I've seen I've seen a lot of kids. I mean, I've seen a lot of athletes who they will seem like they hate you, but are the ones that will stick around when you start doing right. that. Right. So
0: and I think everyone has the same thoughts like in a situation where like that, like everyone's like, I really don't want to walk out of here. I really don't want to be done. I really don't want to be defeated by this drill that coach set in place. And then he thinks we're a bunch of losers or he thinks that we're weak mentally or, you know, whatever. So I think that for me, I think sometimes just being that voice for other people that don't have that voice, even though it comes off in a very demanding, very, you know, some will say bitchy way, that in, at the end of the day, like you're speaking for those people that don't have that
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of, not mentality, but they do have that mentality. It's just kind of behind closed doors a little bit. Um, yeah. Because right. I couldn't say that anybody in the program would have been like, all right, see ya, I'm out, I'm done. You know, I think everybody was like, no, we're going to get this drill. We're going to do it, and we're going to prove to ourselves or prove Coach wrong if he was being kind of mean that day and we were, like, kind of in a vengeance to him.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, I think everybody wanted to prove to whoever, whether it was to themselves, to the team, or to him, that or to any of the coaches that, like, we could do it. Um, but just kind of being that voice that everyone was like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to do it.
1: Uh, so, like, what would you say to – like those middle school athletes and some of those JV athletes, especially like the freshmen and eighth graders coming up. And then you have, I mean, I know I'm going to take a deeper step to it as well. Um, oh boy. Those, I mean, it's, it's your opinion. So, I mean, I'm probably right there with you in some aspect, or at least all of it. Um, you know, you go deeper than that and you go to those parents of those kids and you're kind of like, all right, um, you got to realize that, uh you're going to get coached and it's not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to be fun, but you got to realize it's out of a place of love and caring. And it's, I think it's very hard sometimes, even when you say it straightforward for people to understand it unless they go through it.
0: Agree. I mean, even for me, like things I don't like being told that I'll look back on and be like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I get it now. But I I mean, I struggle with that even last year, like our beach program just started this year, but like, I struggled with parents being like, okay, my son or daughter isn't doing this. And I'm like, listen, like I'm doing everything that I can to try to help whoever, Mm -hmm. like I'm not, granted, I had kind of different circumstances because it was a lot more kids and just like a team, but like, I think today a lot of people expect their kid to play, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're have a great attitude whether they don't have a great attitude. And like that's just not the reality of it. Um and even for me, like even for me, like I was used to playing um when I was a freshman in college and I didn't play, I was like what what what's going on? <laughs> like what am I doing? And um so I think that's definitely something that nobody likes to hear. Like look, this person's better than you. That's just the way that it is. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to understand instead of going in and saying, well, my kid deserves to play. I think it needs to be what can my kid and even I, as a parent, what can we do that can help them? Whether that's skill wise, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever that is, it's more so kind of blaming the coach instead of what, what can we do together to make my kid better, to make me better, you know, or what can i expect and a lot of people just don't do that nowadays and yeah. and i mean i know it's much easier said than done of but course. but um but and i see it a lot i mean it's just like at the end of the day not everyone's going to play like not everyone deserves a trophy and that's just the way that it is unfortunately a lot of people don't like to um <laughs> like to accept that but it's just it is the reality like if everybody get a trophy, then everybody would play D1 sports. Everybody would be a college athlete. And, you know, that's very clearly not the reality. That's – you can see that now. Like, it's just
1: – And know. you have you have all those kids who have those those different roles on the teams. And, I mean, I'll be honest with if – I, if I look at it as, like in a career standpoint and say I'm a hiring, you know, hiring manager or whatever for corporate or whatever job position you might be looking at, you know – maybe you didn't play that much but your role was like the the team mascot in a sense and you kept everyone's head up you're always pushing always pushing always pushing and your mindset's there that's going to be a lot more applicable to what i want you to accomplish and what i want to add than your you know you know 8 kills 10 kills a set right. so like the the physical talents great but I think a lot of the – I get more compliments. I've got more compliments as a coach over the year as uh, with teams that have good attitudes right. than I have with teams that are skilled. Well, and I
0: agree. I mean, like, even playing club, like, we would play some great teams and we would just get our butts kicked. But it was like, okay, are we getting our butts kicked by a team that's, like, super humble and they're like, oh, good game. Like, you guys played great. Or are we getting our butts kicked by a team that is just – they just have these attitudes and this air about them that like nobody likes. And it's just like, if you can be, whether you're terrible or you're great, if you can be that person that's happy for everybody and it's like, wow, you are so good or Hey, great game. Like that's going to make a big difference versus if you're someone that I don't know, sits on the bench and pouts all the time, or you are that good and you're just like, mm, these people were scrubs. Like we beat them, whatever. Like nobody yeah. likes that person. And I, I mean, I was probably that person at once. I think everybody goes through that stage just from a high school girl or, you know, teenage girl standpoint. I think that's the way that it is. But I think if you can be like – if you can look at it as more of everybody on the other side is an opponent, whether they're playing, whether they're not playing, they want to beat you. But if after that you can say, hey, you did a great job, whether they did play or whether they didn't play, whether you played or whether you didn't play, you know, it's still a matter of respect of – you know, you're out here, we're practicing every day, we're doing the same things. It doesn't yeah. matter whether I play or not. Like, we're all doing the same thing. We're all putting in the time, we're all putting in the effort. Um. Yeah. So there's really no point on putting anyone down if,
1: you I know. Mean, I, I think one of the best examples, I mean, and this is just picking one, is, you know, I know a lot of hitters, they love to celebrate whenever they pack somebody, you know. And, <laughs> you know, there's always – there's always, everyone that
0: does.
1: yeah, I mean, and but there's always that line, you know, you hit somebody in the head. It's like, okay, well, we like, we got to stop, you know, there's, right. you know, w- when you find that person that will celebrate that, that's kind of where you got a question, you know, getting someone in the stomach or, you know, you, you sit them down on the ground or something with a hit. That's one thing, you know, you're kind of like, okay, I got you on that one. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to show right. it, but yeah. you know, there is, you know, there are those, those gray areas where it does show your character. And it does show. Well, and, that's,
0: it. and that's one of those things where, like, if the person on the other side is being, you know, kind of crappy, having a bad attitude, and you hit them in the face, your team's going to cheer because yep. that person did it to themselves. But if it's someone that's humble and, you know – for example, like, if somebody hit Leah in the face, I think most other teams would be like, oh, like, yeah, I hit her in the face, that's great, but I don't think anybody would be, like, cheering about it. You know what I mean? They're like, dang, she's a good player. Like, we just – seriously hurt of their – I mean, potentially seriously hurt their players, so I don't think – you know, and she was never one of those players that was rude or had an attitude or, you yeah. know, towards other players. So I think what you do, you bring it on yourself. And I I bring a lot of things on myself. I'm quite competitive. I like to talk crap, and that's part of the game. Um, but I think that if you're respectable at the end of the game, like, people are going to respect you a lot more, even if, you know <laughs> – you did cheer when they got hit in the face, or you know, I mean, I agree. Like, but it's just you figure out who that player is really quick, and if they're that player on the other side of the net that just has an attitude and you hit them in the face, yeah, your team's gonna cheer because no one likes you.
1: Yeah. Like, we're
0: playing against you now. We're not playing against you. We're playing against your team, and to or speak against you. So,
1: I mean, w- listening, listening to all the little conversations that y'all had, you know, practice, bus rides, all that, you know, um, oh, just. Boy. Everybody, like, you know, all the teams check up on all the other teams. Right. The athletes find out about all the other athletes. Yeah. Like, you know, if you feel – and this is where I find it funny with, like, social media and everything, you find out about someone real fast. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you start – you know, if you put something out there, you better you better expect to get, you know, run over with it at some point. Yeah. So there were – I mean, I, I remember there were a few girls that, you know – would you know come to Coastal or you go somewhere and uh, I mean I remember hearing the stories I mean some of them funny some of them you know I was kind of like I'm gonna stay away from this you know (laughs) and you know it gets personal oh yeah there's always those little rivalries and stuff you know things that get said you know in certain ways and you know misunderstandings which are usually the funniest ones and then you know you have like you get the looks from the sidelines or you hear oh yeah I think the funniest one was was playing um, oh, USA. God. They were playing uh, South Alabama, and it was it was here. It was when they what was it. Oh, they came in undefeated, and uh, we blanked them. I think it was yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: oh, oh my god, you would have thought that was a conference title. Cause that was, and it was just one of those things They came in with this confidence, not that they were a bad program. They were a great program, but the girls, I remember that team came in with this confidence that like they could not be touched and you know, it, it, it bit them bad the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: I mean, same thing with us. I mean, my senior year, like we, I mean, by no means were we as good as my junior year, but you know, we went to Texas state and we had that title. Um, against them the year before and they they came to play but and it was one of those things where like we weren't rude we we didn't walk in there I mean we knew we had a very different squad we had a lot of new pieces um but you know they beat us and they acted like it was a conference title we were all kind of like this is the second like this is the second weekend of conference play like I mean they had ring pops and all this stuff and I was just like that's great. Like, you guys are a great program. By all means, celebrate. But, like, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> and, like, for you to – I don't know. It's just
1: – I don't think it's one of those things. They, you know, they were thinking about the year before.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they without were, a doubt.
1: And that's – but that's one of those cool things about those rivalries, too. They're like, yeah. they, they came in. They, they wanted to make a point.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, they had home court. You know, it's yeah. just one of those things. And it feels great. Like, I don't – I think they went a little overboard. But, I mean – by all means, if you're beating the team that won conference the year before on your home court, you have all your fans there, um, why not celebrate? I mean, that's great. Like, I mean, we would would we have had ring pops and all that? Probably not. <laughs> but, I mean, to celebrate, yeah, we would have done the same thing on our home court and just kind of make a statement.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> and you have, like, all the benches and everything too. I think that was right. – that's, that's the other memorable part about sports is – how does the bench react to certain plays? I mean, I love, I love listening to, to to Shelby. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. She was a high man. Oh yeah, and then you know, if, man, it, sure. good lord, if you came off, you know, there was no doubt we were going to hear you. I mean, and then <laughs> you had Tanner when she played indoors, and right. you know, it was. I'm I to think,
0: think who else was on the team junior? You year. You had Kinga. Kinga. she played uh, mostly, Cora. but Cisa, Cisa, but Man. who? I mean, they they all played most of the time. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm to think I mean, of. That was, Shelby
0: by far. I mean, she definitely was the ringleader. She she did a great job. Um, I mean, that United
1: was I remember watching other teams and their benches and how they reacted. I mean, yeah. and that that's just as vital as anything that happens on the court.
0: And it is because. I mean, personally, like, if I see another bench or another team's bench, like, reacting to stuff, like, that even not gets to me, but it fires me up more. So, I'm like, all right, let's go. But <laughs> it's very much, it's very, very much a part of the game. Like, that's what it, which bothers me because, like, a lot of high school teams or a lot of, even college teams will be like, oh, their bench, their fans are being rude. <laughs> like, that's part of it. Like, if you don't get fired up from that, then you're doing the wrong sport. Yeah. I mean, like, if you – and I get—I mean, some people get out of hand. I get it. That's great. That's terrible. That's not good. But, like, that's part of the game. And I don't think many people think about that when they're just kind of – whether they're in the stands or haven't played or, you know, whatever. They don't think about how much the bench plays a role and how much the fans play a role and how much the other fans play a role. Yeah. Um, And even the refs. I mean, a lot of things go into that. But, yeah. Our bench was Shelby did a good job.
1: (laughs) Shout out to Shelby. Yeah, (laughs) we miss you, Shelby. Yeah. So, but you know, it's it it is it is funny. There were plenty of times. I mean, I remember when I played in college, and I know whenever you were playing, you kind of there were times where you didn't hear anything but the people next to you and what was in front of you, and it's 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 you can't describe it. Because you can, you your sensor its almost like a sensory overload, and you know everything's there. And your brain kind of goes, "All right, I need to hear CJ, I need to hear Dottie, or I need to hear Simone, or you know whoever's on the side, Joseph, right. or you know." And you kind of go, "All right, well, there's no one else here. That's fine. You know, right. there's not three thousand people around me." Right. So there's. Like how do you now with with all the kids that that you dealt with in clubs so far, and I know with like lessons and stuff, do you guys talk about like stress management when it comes to like pressure situations?
0: Um not some I think a lot of kids that are in high school don't fully experience that stress. I don't think that and I think some of them do. I think most of the ones that I've come into contact with, they don't Or they just don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing privates with them. We're just there to work on so-and-so skill, whatever. Um, But I think for a lot of athletes, that is a big deal. Um, But I also think that if you're someone that lets that stress bother you too much, then being an athlete might not be for you.
1: Um,
0: But And a lot of people don't like to talk about it, which is fine. I get it. Um, so obviously like I meet someone for the first time having a private lesson, they're not going to come in and be like, Hey, I'm super stressed about playing. Um, but I also think at the high school level, I mean, even with me, like at the high school level, I never really felt that stress. Um, especially playing in our home. Granted, I didn't play. I didn't have a great conference, um, in high school. Like we were just some two A school in Goochland County, Virginia. Um, so I didn't feel that stress. Um. So I, personally, I wouldn't, I don't know what that's like, because I don't think it really comes until college when you have to perform, like you're expected to perform no matter what, yeah. um, and that should be set by the coaches, um, but but I still think it's a big deal, and I think a lot of kids or parents don't like to talk about that, and I think that they should, um, because especially now, more and more, like, people are coming in stressed, they are coming in you know, with even as freshmen in college, like you just came out of high school. There's like, you're still new There's and you shot. still have those stress tendencies. Like you, that didn't come just from college. That came from high school. So I think that if people can be like, okay, this is what bothers me. And I mean, I would be more than happy to talk about it with people, but I think it's one of those things that just.
1: It's still kind of taboo. And I don't get, I don't understand that. Like, yeah. It's it like it's looked down upon still. I agree. Like,
0: And I'm, I'm super stressed out individual, but when I get on the court, I'm not. So for me, that's a little bit foreign. Um, I mean, anything else I get stressed about, literally everything else, but, um, but like volleyball wise, I don't. And, um, but there's so many, there's so many people that you can go to, to talk about that and get help. Um. But again, I think I agree with you. Like, I think it's just looked down upon, so a lot of people don't like to talk about it, or they don't even know what it is. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, I feel like this," but why? Like, why yeah. do I feel like? this? It, what it, am it, I doing?
1: It, it's it's not. It's like it's not sad. It's just like it. It's more aggravating, I guess. I guess. As a player and coach, that they don't understand what's going on, right? Like internally, or they don't understand how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, and.
1: Then you have, especially, I think, I I see it more in the younger kids or we'll say the more insecure athlete, you know, is I don't want to look stupid or they're just learning it and they don't want to be, like, feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the whole, that positive side of the bench comes in. Right. Especially, like, if you have a Shelby there on the side and she's, let's go, let's go, let's go constantly, you know that's where those kids that are in that shell, they break out and, right. And you
0: know, having those people around you that if they have your back and they're going to cheer you on, that is going to make you, I mean, regardless of who you are, you're going to break out of your shell knowing that someone's cheering for you every step of the way. And when you do something great, they're going to go absolutely bananas. Yeah. Um, it's just, and that's one of those things where I think that team building is super, super important to a point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like having that connection and that trust with your teammates is super important because if you don't have that and you know that your team's not cheering you on behind you, then it's just like, what am I doing? Like if I mess up, everyone's like, what is she doing? And I think that's where some of that stress even comes from is not knowing if their teammates trust them or kind of what that relationship is, which is hard in high school, especially being a girl, a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, so that probably plays a big role, but.
1: Um, and then you add club into it, too. You have girls from different high schools. Right. And, I mean, you might be friends with them, but they might go to a high school that, like, this. those kids don't get along. Right. Like they, they they know who you are and they don't like you for whatever stupid reason it probably is. Right. right. And, you know, you have all that drama. I and mean, this person's talking to this person and all the, just all the ridiculousness that it comes with, I guess, growing um, up now.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot. It's, I mean, it sucks, but.
1: That's the way that it is. And I know it's 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 one thing for me to, I mean, I, even being a guy, like I was pushing around when I was little. Like I was like 40 pounds lighter than I am now. Yeah. Three inches shorter. And I tried to hang out with all the senior guys to where I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. No one's going to mess with me. Yeah. You guys graduated. I'm a sophomore. I'm like, okay, I don't know anybody again.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. you know, you got to find that confidence somewhere. and. Yeah. I know athletics did it for me, for sure. I mean, that and Same. the weight room. The weight room definitely did it. Same. Oh and I know I tried. I tried with club to at least, like, if I screw up, if I say something, I'm, like, you know, almost like my my mouth has a stroke and nothing comes out right. And I, I just laugh. I let them laugh at me. It's not a big deal. And then you keep moving, you know, just to show that you're right. human. Right.
0: And that's what a lot so, of people don't understand, is that everyone's human. Everyone's bound to mess up, say something they don't mean, or say something that they didn't mean to say. Um, but a lot of people attack you for that. And Yeah, and
1: that's, that's you, you end up getting back to bad double standards.
0: Yep. Oh,
1: yeah. And it, like you, you, you're supposed to show your emotional side, then if you're not doing it right, then it looks like you're whining. Then you're, um, yeah. And it's yep. it's a thin I,
0: line. It's a very thin line.
1: Oh yeah. And you have, I, I think the big thing, the the big X factor in it is the parents. It is. And it's it's very hard, like, because you don't want to, and you know, I'm I'm sure you're gonna step away from club, and I don't blame you. One, you know, at least for a little bit. Um, for a little bit. It, it becomes very. It's very hard to not look like you're trying to parent them. And you're just trying to coach them you know and just say like instead of you know hey why don't you do this for your kid it's like hey we need you we need all true just nothing but positive like let's go from everybody you know i think right. you to try to if you almost try to umbrella the whole thing instead of point somebody out i think it makes it easier yeah but there's and there's been i guess it's just the time now it gets it gets real difficult Cause you it got is. kids that are more focused on their phones and I'm not trying to sound old by it, but you know, <laughs> I just...
0: sound old and I'm not even that old.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's been, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, there's so much attention I think is a huge issue and it's attention in the wrong way. Yeah. Instead of like attention in, you know, what are you like a, as a human being? Yeah. Like there's all those corny movies that the girl picks the guy over his personality and not his looks, but yeah. no one realizes a lot of that stuff happens.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that's the hard part with club too, is that a lot of people don't get to know each other because you are just there. You go for two hours for practice and you go home and you go, you meet up on the weekends, you play, that's great. You go home. Um, so I think a lot of that comes with I mean, college or, I mean, if your club team does do more together, obviously. Um, But that's where I think a lot of the disconnect is. And even the parents hanging out. I mean, even just like Sally's mom and Margaret's mom getting together and being like, oh, we actually do like each other. And here was her upbringing. And this is why she is the way that she is. And this is how, you know, uh, that doesn't happen anymore. No,
1: I think it's really hard to be transparent. For everyone just to be transparent and just agree yeah. to disagree. I think yeah. my my one team, and, you know, it's nothing to any of the teams that I ever coached, but the one team that I had the best group of parents that all got along and all did stuff together was my team at Pittsburgh Elite before I moved. And <sighs> it was the funniest thing. They'd be, oh, we have a two-hour break. All right, there's a bar across the street. We're all going. Right. And, right. you know, it's one of those things you're kind of like, okay, cool. We know everyone's at. They're like, all right, they're your responsibility. Have fun. Right. And it's, that was the coolest thing to me was all the parents always got together, all the parents right. hung up. and it was the parents had their own group chat, which the coaches were in and they're like, all right, what restaurant's really cool. Oh, there's a brewery here. Oh, there's an amusement park down the road. Right. There's, I mean, we did, we did go-kart racing in Indianapolis. That was the yeah. thing in the world.
0: And it plays a bigger part than people think, which is, yeah. I mean, even on the girls, like if you're playing especially in club you know your bench probably isn't that big so you have all those parents that you know have your back and are rooting for you um that is your bench in club I mean Mm. the parents that do travel and um can make it to those things like that is your bench so if all the parents are getting along and they're all can at least see something similar within each other and the team then like they're going to have a lot more support for the team, which means the team's probably going to have a lot more support for each other. And mm. then as a whole, you're going to grow. Um, which I don't, I don't see very much of anymore. I mean, like I said, I don't coach club right now, so yeah. I can be speaking completely blind to that. Um, but, but I mean, my boyfriend I mean you, are right. club
1: you are right. I mean, it doesn't happen that much. I think it happens more. I think it, it happens on the end of the spectrums. I think it happens on the really young kids. And Mm -hmm. I think it happens on the elite level, kids. Yeah. But I think even the elite level, you're sitting on a thin line. Yeah. Um, I agree. And then then you have those, like, the big meat of the group is that, like, 14 to 16, where you have those teams that understand where they stand. Like, they, they know their skill level. They know where they're going. And they know what their possibility is. And all the parents are like, okay, cool. Let's just support and not worry about anything.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. it's it's hard to get that now. It is. I mean, and it's not it's not just in one place. It's everywhere. I mean, it
0: is. It I is. Mean, it's.
1: For sure. I mean, for sure, the north and I think the west are totally different cultures for volleyball. No, without a not and, and the southeast is like when I first came down here. I was just you know people were asking me where are you come from, like what did you do, and I just I would tell them, you guys are behind like five years yeah I said and it's I'm not trying to sound like I know what's going on but I'm just telling you like I've seen 16s teams 17s teams that could wipe the state and they're only eight hours away if that maybe across the state line and it's it's hard because when you tell somebody you know every class of every state of every division has a state champion so put that in perspective yes you might be one out of 15 or one out of 20 or whatever but that's it like you won your state title look that's awesome but it's, it's a lot of other states <laughs> yeah a lot of other I mean, girls
0: I mean I saw that even just in high school like I said I went to a 2a high school where I mean with both sports that I played soccer and volleyball I, you know parents thought just because their kid was Decent or good there, they were like, Oh, my kid's the best thing ever. I'm like, We live in Gugelin County. <laughs> like, have y'all not ventured out anywhere? <laughs> like, we know. And it's just like that small town, not, not even here, but just like being, again, being in just the state, it's like having that small minded kind of thing where there's nothing else really going on outside when in reality, like, there is. I mean, you take a team from Virginia or wherever, South Carolina you go you play to California like it's gonna be different whether it's the way that they play whether it's the size of the girls whether it's their talent whether it's the coaching like it's gonna be different and a lot of people just don't look past what either what that high school is or what that club is Mm -hmm. um which hurts you in the long run
1: a lot and I actually I just saw um uh, Reed Pretty, who played on the men's national team, he had a, he's done a couple of interviews with um, Simon uh, Sinek. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he does I, – I'm, I'm, I don't want to mis- misquote it. But um, he was talking how uh, athletes are so geared into training to win, and then especially when they get to, like, the Olympic level, and it's just win, 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 win. And, mm-hmm. you know, you apply it to the whole thing, you know, from middle school or whatever, all the way up. And then it's like, after they win, what else do I do? Then what?
0: Yeah. 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 And
1: so like, do you have any substance as an athlete? Right. Can you translate your abilities? And a lot of people, like, I think I got very lucky. I was still able to coach. And it's, it's something that you, you don't have to give up, but I think you need to understand how to utilize what you have. And I think a lot of when I think, yeah,
0: good. I think that a lot of, I mean, especially in college and I wish that in high school, I knew more about this, just kind of rounding yourself more, whether that is going out into the community and doing stuff, um, whether that is, you know, whatever that looks like to you. But I mean, like a lot of the stuff that we did, Just in the community at both I mean both schools that I went to UNCW and Coastal like it just kind of gives you a little bit more of a perspective on things and that I don't know just like having more to you and not like you're not just an athlete and a lot of people for me I mean I would even say like for me I didn't understand that for a while you know like I was that people like oh who are you like I'm a soccer player or I'm a volleyball player like that's what I do like that's it um And still, I mean, still to this day, like, I'm still finding that, like, who I am without being in the gym Um, 24-7. I just, I think that colleges that do a good job, like, even with, I mean, like, Coach G at Coastal, you know, he's like, here, we have this interview thing. You can practice. You can talk to people. Like, you know, you're practicing your business skills, and that is super important because as soon as you leave college, unless you're going pro or you know, you're going overseas or whatever, which a lot of people don't do um, you're screwed. If you think that volleyball or soccer or baseball or basketball is all that you have, because guess what? If it is, you're not going to go very far.
1: It's a very Uh, hard living.
0: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Very
1: very hard. Um, I've, I've gotten lucky. I've got someone who supported me and still supports me through that, but yeah. I know it's one of those things that not a lot of people have and I know if you wanted to pursue it, Nick would be right behind you and I'm sure vice yeah. versa. so <laughs> it's it it is one of those things like do you are you a how much of a human being are you right and i that's a it's a very 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 loaded statement, and i I, as a coach, at least now with a lot of the kids I deal with, I try and get them to, you know, figure themselves out Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and make sure that they're strong and independent when they leave. And, I mean, there's been plenty of times, I was actually talking with the athlete today, and I said, you know, I'm going to, the girls I train, uh, just in the weight room, I'm like, I'm going to push them to where they crack. And then I'm going to tell them, no emotion, you got to push through it. And it sounds extremely harsh to all tons of people now, but I'm just like, if you can't deal with your limit, how are you going to get better?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I remember you in the weight room.
0: (laughs) I really enjoyed lifting, (laughs) which a lot of people don't, but I did.
1: And, And, but that was the thing. I mean, you, you, you saw it as a chance to get better. Yeah. yeah. No matter what it is, I feel like if you're going to do it, you might as well do it to get better in some way. You know, if, even if it's working on your people skills or just learning how to talk to someone differently.
0: Right. And I think even, like, the colleges that kind of let those players express themselves, whether, you know, that is your community service or, you know, how they do whatever it is. Like, I think those are the ones that are more – I wouldn't say more successful necessarily, but the ones that get together and are more successful either on the court or kind of as a program where they grow together because they're just more inclusive. They're more, they know more about each other and they're able to kind of be themselves whether, you know, whatever that is. Whereas if you just come in and it's just volleyball and that's it. And if you can't do that, then I don't really care. Then you're not really going to grow as a person or, you know, you're not going to learn any skills being with a team or, you know, whatever, like learning those skills to communicate with people or to go out in the community or, you know, whatever it is that you might carry on past uh, being an athlete. So I think the programs that incorporate kind of whatever it may be, whether that is community service or, you know, practice interviews or um, are just going to go a little bit further, whether it is in the conference tournament or whether it's beyond volleyball.
1: Because I know, I know like a lot of you did a wide range of stuff throughout season I mean, and even after season, you know, anything from what um, I know you did. Oh, gosh, I talked about it before, but I'm going to forget it. Um, I think it's uh Kings and Queens night, night shine, night shine. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, from from that all the way to going and reading and um, like first grade in kindergarten <laughs> to students. I mean, anything and everything in between. And it is, it, it's it's unique and it's something that, you know, I think people do need to experience are those little interactions because you right. can't, you can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't I mean, pay for it. It's so unique that it, it, it does change you. And I, I think if it doesn't, yeah. then I don't think you're really participating. I don't think you're right. really taking the message.
0: I agree. I mean, especially Night to Shine. Like, I I've always been someone that, just like has a soft spot in my heart for kids with disabilities but going to that where the parents kind of drop them off and kind of you know put that trust in your hands like here's my kid like this is their night you know they're gonna do what they want they're gonna get pampered they're gonna have the night of their life and for you to be a part of that like if you don't enjoy that or you don't want to be a part of that like to me that just I don't know I have (laughs) a lot of fun when I go Um, I'm someone that likes to dance though. So, I mean, (laughs) but, um, but I don't know, just little thing, even just like going and reading to the kindergartners, like all we do is read a simple little book and do a little activity. Um, but even just them, like asking you questions and talking to you, like you make their whole entire day. And like, for you, it took what an hour out of your one day that you go and hang out with them. Like it just, I don't know it, it takes literally an hour out of your day, night to shine took, I don't know, three, four hours, like, great, okay, I can spare my time to do that to make someone else's day or to open my eyes and to see the bigger things in life that other people struggle, struggle with or deal with on a day to day basis that I don't have to deal with. But that doesn't mean it's not important. And a lot of people don't do that, which is kind of sad.
1: Yeah, and I know, uh, so before, before we possibly uh, run out of time on this, because it's always like to kick it off at an hour. Um, yeah, I've
0: got like 20% left on my phone too, so. <laughs>
1: okay, That's fine. Um, what would be, uh, so this is a question I ask everybody. Um, what would be advice you would give to your, a younger version of yourself?
0: Oh, God.
1: And to anyone starting to get into the sport or facing like a hard challenge? Oh,
0: to my young self,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and to those that are gonna listen to this on like Spotify or something, if you could see her face, that would be priceless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it would probably just be to take things in. um I think I'm very quick to say something um or to feel a certain way um not not as much anymore, but my young self was very quick to um. To not agree or to speak my mind, um, I think that if I were to sit back a little bit and kind of open my mind a little bit more, which is hard to do. Again, at that age, you know, you have a lot going on. You think you're the greatest thing ever, and that's just the way that it. Like, th- no one's changing that. But um, just to kind of take more things in, and not that I took things for granted, but to just kind of sit back and be like, wow, I do have a lot going for me. I have. You know, I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to play club, or, um, I mean, shouldn't even have a house or ha- be able to play club and be able to compete and play club, um, mm-hmm. and not just play high school, um, just to kind of be sit back, take it all in, and just kind of be quiet, not too quiet, but just kind of be quiet and think about it a little bit more
1: mm-hmm. than
0: I did. <laughs> oh, temper, Sid. Um, <laughs> What was the second question? To uh,
1: I mean, just the same thing, but maybe to, like, the all the athletes that are just starting on their journey.
0: Um, just to be, like, don't give up, I guess. I just take in the things that your coaches are saying because in the grand scheme of things, they're trying to help you. But also, like, to kind of be positive and don't tell yourself that you're bad. Like, I have a really bad habit of saying, oh, Sydney, you suck. But for me, that's not – a lot of people take that in a negative way. And for me, that's just like, all right, you should have gotten that ball. So next time you're going to get it. So for me, that's motivation. And I think just find maybe finding your motivation um, and just kind of keep going and don't really let anybody define who you are, whether that is a coach, whether that is a teammate. Because um, a lot of people are going to say a lot of things about you, <laughs> most of them probably not being true. Um, so I think just finding yourself and – figuring out what works for you as well um because that's different for everybody yeah i mean it's very different it looks very very different to many different people um so
1: yeah awesome so thank you because this was a a, another really fun episode for sure (laughs) and you actually marked number 20
0: oh 20 big two two was my number but
1: well, there you go. Didn't,
0: didn't have it at all in college, but it's still my number. <laughs> so,
1: but thank you again, Sid. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Anthony. So,
1: um, I hope everything goes well with your transition and sc- finish schooling in the next year. So we'll we'll definitely catch up with all that.
0: Okay, sounds but, good. All
1: right, take it easy.